0: All right, a so Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for rolling with us. Action-packed next two hours. You can always text into the Autoflex Leasing Fan. Text 877-881-1053. In about 10 minutes, we'll hear from Ian Rappaport, who uh, early this morning was tweeting about Zeke getting on a plane with his agent heading this way. I hate that guy. It appears that uh, a deal is eminent for Zeke. Ben had someone tell him that a press conference was happening tomorrow before that made it out there, and then it did make it out there. So we think Zeke is going to get on about a two o'clock flight, land at five. We think we may even have details on an offer before two o'clock. The pro football talk report, unconfirmed, was the neighborhood of six years, ninety million dollars. But what about the guaranteed money? Earlier today, Charles Robinson from Yahoo has who has been all over the story, was on with Sean and RJ. And he was talking about Everything that had gone on over the weekend, the highs and lows, the conflicting reports, all of this stuff leading up to today. And then they got into the idea, Ben, of what might be holding up this deal.
1: Yesterday was a better day. You know, there was communication yesterday. I think that what's weighing on the Cowboys is this 30 percent rule, which basically it makes it very hard because the the league, the CBA is ending. You're going into an uncapped year. You can't pop a salary more than 30% per year from the last you know, the last year of the CBA. Um, and so it's, it's basically putting these teams in situations where, you know, typically they could, say, backload a contract to balance out the APY, the average per year, and get the money where it needed to be. It's harder to do that with a 30% rule. Dallas is kind of sitting there saying, well, we kind of have to front load this deal to do it, like in, in the fashion that Ezekiel Elliott wants this deal done. It's got to be front loaded. And – you know, there's, there's some handling, I think, a little bit on on slamming a ton of money into the front of this deal for Ezekiel Elliott. When, remember, the team's giving up two years on, on a contract that's still active.
0: You know, it's interesting about all that, Ben, as we were talking about Dak and Amari and all those other guys. One way to deal with that would be to front load Zeke's deal and let Dak play for two this year. And that would be one way for them to get around to all of that is they have to deal with all of these things. You know, things have gone have gotten ugly for Zeke, right? Don't you believe? Like a little public perception, it's it's uh, it's just gone bad. It's been a bad, it's been ugly negotiation. Agreed. I would hate for Dax to go that route. Now, Dax is going to be a little different. It's a quarterback. He's a different individual altogether. The way he handles himself, and it's less likely. But if it turns out being hey, you know, CAA is demanding 40 a year or Mm -hmm. where they want huge money. They're not going to take any discount. That could go bad for Dak, especially if he struggles. You know what else I would throw out there, Ben? So he's scheduled to make two this year. Two. And then next year, if they franchise him, what's that going to be? 28, 29, something like that. Still well below 35 or 40. And then by that point, they're gonna know whether or not they need to pay him at the top of the market, right? Because they will have won a Super Bowl or have gotten to a Super Bowl. If you're the Dallas Cowboys and Dak more than anybody knows the benefit of being a Dallas Cowboy, why don't you let him hit the open market and see what somebody else will pay him? I'll give you the Le'Veon Bell example that Steven brought up on our show. Well, Le'Veon went out there on the open market, no picks attached, and he got this amount. And so if you're gonna save money, and you're going to go, okay, let's go ahead and get Zeke front-loaded. Let's get Lyell signed. Let's get Amari Cooper front-loaded. Let's let Dak play the next two years for, once we franchise him, $31 million combined over the next two years. And then let's let him hit the open market and see what somebody else will pay him. And we'll match it because he would always rather be a Dallas Cowboy and get the benefit of being here. Dak's the one that I'm less certain about. I know you can win with Dak, though. I know that he's, he's a leader, and I, I know he's good enough to win with. He's won a lot of games, and he's he's got this clutch gene. There's no question. There's a lot to like about him, but there's no question in my mind that Zeke is among the three best at his position. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that way about Tyron and Zach and Travis. I feel that. I mean, I guess it depends on Amari. I mean, there's a lot of good wide receivers, but in terms of who works the best with Dak, I'm – I'd I, you know, I'd take him over almost anybody else out there. But Dak's the one who, okay, uh, let's see. In year four, can he? has Linehan been the trailer or the anchor on this thing that's been holding everything back? Let's see if he takes those steps. And it's a gamble, and it has been all along. And KT, you pointed this out. If you're willing to bet that, okay, he is legit and he's going to get better and better and better, then you need to sign him sooner than later. If you're not sure... That could work out to your benefit if it turns out that okay he he, he is not he is like a 17th or 20th best quarterback that could work out at, at, before you go out and pay him a ton of money but if you're wrong and he does go out and prove to be a top 10 top five quarterback it's going to be way more expensive than whatever CAA is trying to get now it's going to be way more expensive but it'll at least be in line with the market because paying a guy like he's top three at his position when he's not. That's what blows up in your face. Paying a guy top three in his position when he is, that doesn't blow up in your face. And, you know, to varying degrees, everybody in the station has their own feelings about Dak. I would say the vast majority of the people on the station feel like you can win a Super Bowl with with Dak, and he can be very, very good for you. I don't see the benefit of paying Dak money like he's a top three quarterback right now. I just don't see the benefit And I feel the
2: same way about Cooper as well. Cooper's not a top ten wide receiver in football. I think he's on the. I think he's, he's on the cusp of that. He's on he's the cusp, not, but you know he's a. He's number, in that same area that Dak is with quarterbacks. Zeke is the one that's for sure in that top tier.
0: I don't know. I Dak look at and the Cooper fit. Or not. I look at the fit that's with Amari I, Cooper I, here, though. Amari Cooper here. There's no way that anybody else, any other receiver in football, could have done any better than what Amari Cooper did by the, since he got here at the end of the year. He was fantastic, and and he's he's a clear cut number one. We all agree with that, right? Sure. Clear cut number one, right kind of guy, all of that kind of stuff. But I agree. I don't know that you go, man. Do I really need Amari Cooper to be a top three
2: receiver? I want in the them NFL? all three. That's I want all three of them. Right. And I, guess what? I have room to have all three of them. Right. Like so. That's why I think like a lot of it is panic over nothing. Some guys are just not going to be here, and that's that's realistic. It was always going to be that way, and it's going to be good players because you've done a good job. The real question is, do you trust Will McClay? If I you do. trust Will McClay, then everything will be fine. Right. I want to throw this out real quick on the Zeke thing. If the numbers, and we're about to get Ian Rappaport on. So if the numbers are true, we'll see. But the reported stuff from from Mike Florio or the the speculation, speculation was six at ninety. Let's we'll say that's fifteen a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. That would be percentage of the cap. That would be around eight percent of the cap. Some of the big deals over time. Let's take a look at this. Barry Sanders when he signed his big deal in nineteen ninety seven was. Fifteen. He was about sixteen percent of the cap. Okay. Terrell Davis was fifteen percent of the cap. Emmitt Smith, when he signed with the Cowboys in '96, was fourteen percent of the cap. You start going down, and you look at Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley, each taking up about eight percent of the cap. And I think for those upper level guys, that's a good number. That's you don't want them taking up ten percent or eleven or twelve. Around eight for a player like Zeke, you're going to give the ball a ton to. That's a pretty good, pretty good spot. So. It's just, hey, it's, it's a lot of money, but it's, it's a lot of money for all these guys, and it's just how it's going to be.
0: The thing that's really crazy, and i for, I sorry who I stole this from, I saw it on Twitter, is the top end of the running back market has grown more than the top end of any other position. If you look at it, since the time Zeke was drafted, it's been a 75% growth, or growth whereas the next is quarterback at 59%. But what that really is an indication of is that there's only a few guys that are worth it. And they're really driving the market because the gap from the fifth best running back to the sixth is way more significant than the fifth best quarterback to the sixth from a pay standpoint. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys have one of those guys. And if they want to keep him one of their best players, they're going to have to pay him as such. And it sounds like that is exactly what they're doing with Zeke, yeah. And it's you know, it's it's interesting because the cowboy the rest of the world and is saying that the running back position is devalued and you don't need it. And, man, I trust guys like Jeff Cavanaugh when they break that down, right? Yeah. And uh, But the Cowboys have said, no, 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 well, not this team. We value it. We're using a top five. P-. All right, we'll get back into this. Joining us now on the Ben and Skin Show is the great Ian Rappaport. Now, Ian, what is the latest with regard to the Cowboys and Zeke?
3: Well, uh, I would say there's been significant movement on the contract front from Cabo to Dallas. That is a lot of movement, 1,600 miles, I believe. Uh, that – is it's not nothing uh look i mean i I, i'm not at the point now where i could say this thing is getting done because i think everyone knows there's been you know if if two sides are staring at each other and have a a stalemate and and no one is moving it's just it doesn't magically get done but at the very least both sides are, are comfortable where this contract negotiation is it's one that would uh likely not likely if it gets done would in fact put zeke elliott as the highest paid running back in the NFL. Uh, for the Cowboys, it would get him under a long-term contract, cost-controlled, and uh, reward a guy they stuck behind, uh, stuck with, through a lot of things. Um, it's one that I think would make sense. Uh, there's still some obstacles, uh, but at the very least, both these sides feel comfortable in where the negotiations are and where the timing is.
0: Do you, uh, so there is some scuttlebutt that there's going to be a press conference tomorrow morning out at the Star. Do you have a good feeling on that? Do you think there will be a presser for Zeke tomorrow?
3: Um, I don't have a good press conference gauge update. Um, I'm more of a here's where the numbers are going to be type of guy. Um, but I would say, based on what the Cowboys have done in the past, based on when players are talking, and based on how they like to make a huge, huge show rewarding the guys that deserve to be rewarded, I am sure that if it gets done, Zeke will talk in some sort of extravagant fashion. Uh, and he should, because. You know, there's been a lot of things back and forth from both sides, from the media, criticism, praise, literally everything throughout this process. Um, And I think if this gets done, both sides should be extremely happy with how they handled things, getting it done so no one missed any games, keeping it pretty cordial, honestly, throughout. Uh, I, I think this. I think both sides have been incredibly professional.
0: So if it happens the way you're thinking it's going to happen, and by the way, that is how you're talking about both sides being professional. Uh, we gotta we gotta ask about the Marshall Falk factor because he is exactly. he is a part of Rocky Arsenault's camp, right? Right. So yep. has he kept it professional? Uh,
3: yeah. I mean, he. You know, his main thing was to show up in Cabo and make sure Zeke is ready for the season and help him kind of make him throw up, as he said, help him do running back drills, help him get ready. I think for whatever else you could say about Marshall Falk, uh, he is someone, when Zeke shows up and is ready – that cowboy fan should be very excited with a part of this process. I, I do. Mean, I, 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 think are, can, I think you can. I think
0: you can make a guy throw up without calling his quarterback a bum, though. Just me. Just kind of like the space I operate in. I don't right. think you got to drive by and call Dak a bum or criticize the right. Jalen I mean, Smith contract along the way.
3: Look, you guys know what I think of Dak. I mean, I've been a supporter for forever. Uh, I'm a huge Dak Prescott believer. I think he's a franchise quarterback, no question, hands down. I probably believe in him more than a lot of people so I I wouldn't agree with any of that sentiment. Right. But it's literally just words.
0: Okay, well the let's the only thing
3: that Cowboys fans should care about is that Zeke is going to show up and be ready.
0: Okay, you mentioned this earlier. Uh, Ian, what do you think best guess these numbers are going to be? Let's operate under the assumption that full steam ahead. Everybody feels good about this. We're going to get a name on a contract here. What do you think those numbers are going to end up being?
3: It's it's going to eclipse Todd Gurley and it'll be long term. Um, you know the Cowboys have done very long deals uh, in the past. I think we've seen it with, I mean, you know, every offensive lineman at this point. Um, so you know, I, I, it's going to be probably in the fifteen million dollar range per year, uh, and which is something that it's hard to get to um, for Zeke. I mean, he forced the issue. The Cowboys have known since the playoffs they wanted a deal this year. It's been a long road, uh, but when he gets to that number, and when they, if they finalize this thing. Um, it will have been worth it. I think
0: that. Okay, awesome. We're talking to Ian Rappaport right now, NFL Network. So uh, what we're hearing is that, you know, we were kind of getting excited thinking, okay, the Zeke deal's happening. I bet Dak's happening. Maybe Amari's happening. And then we started hearing, wait a second, Dak and CAA may be, there may be still a huge gap there. And CAA is not really known for getting team-friendly deals done. So are you hearing anything with regard to the negotiations with Dak or Amari?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I would with Amari. I don't, I, you know, I, it's been my contention throughout this whole time that Amari probably gets done if it gets done after the season. Um, I would say for the DAC thing, I don't know. I know it's the Zeke negotiations have been far more active, um, and so you know that usually indicates the sides are not not close to anything. Hmm. Um, but you know, there's still four days. And if you asked me four days ago where the Zeke thing was, I would say not in a good place. And then, you know, by Saturday, I knew it was headed in the right direction. So these things can change pretty quickly. Um, but I would say as far as DAC now, it's not nearly as advanced as the Zeke talks.
0: Awesome stuff. Ian, uh, we know you're slammed today. We're huge fans of your work. Thanks for taking the time to call in. We love what you and Jane do and the whole crew over there. Thanks so much for taking the time. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, there he goes. Ian Rappaport. Dude, to get him on a day like today, yep. that's uh, very nice of him to jump on. You know he's he's slammed and and obviously we are tracking all of this. We believe that uh, Ezekiel Elliott is on a plane back from Cabo. We believe that uh there is a tentative agreement that the Cowboys and Zeke have agreed to terms. Now, it'll be pending a physical and and probably signatures and hell, anything can happen between now and that pen hitting that paper. But it certainly feels like a Zeke signing is imminent and that there will be a press conference tomorrow and you will have Ezekiel Elliott against the Giants. But we are on Zeke Watch. This is not official until it's official. We're monitoring, not monitoring, but yes, monitoring our sources and social media and this is a very fluid situation, so you need to keep it locked right here on 105.3 The Fan.
2: Ed Warder from ESPN saying there's still serious work left to be done oh! on the deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Ed. Oh, Something man. funny,
0: Ed. Something funny, Ed. Oh, uh, all man. right, coming up next, we'll continue to uh, follow all this. Is Zeke going to sign or is he not going to sign? How does this impact the Cowboys in their season opener? and their entire season. We are inside the looking glass. Don't go anywhere. Days like this are a lot of fun. Hope you're having fun out there too. The Ben and Skin Show continues next.
2: Thanks, Shippy. It's the It's Skin
0: Show 105.3 The Fan. Big day and local radio. We are monitoring all the Ezekiel Elliott news. He's on a flight back from Cabo cool. with his agent, Rocky Arsenault, right now. And we understand, or we believe, that they have agreed to terms tentatively and that a press conference could go down tomorrow. And at least that's what I'm hearing. And Jason LaConfora was hearing the same thing. And Ed Werder is hearing something different, and so it really comes down to who people are talking to. And until it's done, it ain't done. I think even after it's done, I think reporters will be arguing with each other. <laughs> Did you guys see what was breaking out with Clarence Hill and Calvin Watkins on Twitter?
2: Everyone's no. everyone's turning in turning on each other, and everyone's uh, fighting. They're but those dudes are friends. Manner.
0: Those dudes are friends, and they're they're fighting with each other online. And McMahon retweeted a clip of Napoleon Dynamite hitting his brother and then he hits him back they slap each other's face at the same time it's like everyone's arguing with each other about what is or is not happening right now with Zeke can
2: i float this out there just in case could the press conference tomorrow just be a Lyle Collins press conference sure could just be kind of press right horn bump bump bum, bum. i was told
0: under the context of it being an Ezekiel Elliott okay. press
2: conference that makes sense conference. It's
0: that's, just but that's a good thing too though is if some snag does happen they can always just roll lyle out there
2: <laughs>
4: right if
0: at the last minute rocky decides he wants to change one more thing well they yeah. would do it though jalen had a press conference mm-hmm. yeah right yeah so and
2: but, jerry cried
0: and it was good yep and in both cases jerry loves that mother of theirs Yeah,
4: I I mean, he was was talking a lot about Lyle's mother this
0: morning. He talked a lot about Jalen's mother at the presser. He's a lot like Big Earn McCracken (laughs) in that way. (laughs) Shout out to one of the greatest bowlers of all time. All right, listen, we're going to be monitoring all of this. You don't have to go anywhere. The minute anything breaks, whether it's Zeke signing, Zeke not signing, things falling apart, it's looking good, whatever it may be, uh, we'll break in with that immediately. But we've also got some other work to do. Uh, John Daniels will join us at 1 We'll get into the Jerry audio with Sean and RJ. There was a really tense moment. Uh, But right now, let's look forward to this weekend in the NFL. This is from the USA Today. Eight things we can't wait to see in week one of the NFL. And let's start with number eight. Number eight. They say the the Chris Collinsworth slide. Chris Collinsworth slide into the shot with Al Michaels before the start of Sunday Night Football. (laughs) Ha! It's a huge fun thing on the internet last year. Can he bring it back this year? Can it still be a thing? We're going to find out Thursday night in Chicago. That's uh, that's not one of the top eight things I was looking for, but now that you've put that on my radar, I am very excited. It needs to return. It's, but Hold on a second. Think about all the things that Al Michael has done in his storied career. I mean, it's been an amazing run. Listen to the end of this clip. Play that one more time. Listen to what Al's offering here.
5: That wasn't a doink. That was a dong.
0: It's right up there. (laughs) (laughs) Right up there with Do You Believe in Miracles? Yeah,
5: it is. (laughs) I'll never
0: forget. Lake Placid and then that where he goes, Ooh. Uh,
5: Number seven. Number
0: seven. Antonio Brown and his new helmet.
4: Mm. have right. you guys i mean that's these are the <laughs> top
0: eight things we're looking forward to seeing in week one yep i haven't seen anything else on this did he get a new helmet did he get a helmet endorsement is he not painting it on by hand anymore <laughs> i haven't seen an update on this now uh have either one of you guys seen the final hard knocks that's tonight oh it is it does air tonight okay yeah. uh maybe it'll get uh, addressed tonight guys but that is that was maybe the worst story of the last month that whole thing, that yeah. is, you talk about pun intended banging your head up against a wall. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest, too. Uh, in my fantasy football drafts, it had an impact. I, because I, I watch highlights of Antonio Brown, even with his screwed up feet, even in camp it, with the Raiders. He looks great. It looks like the same guy. Mm -hmm. But I just couldn't. I found myself not drafting him as high as I would have because I I just think there's so much crazy going on. Well, remember, Derek Carr is the same guy that couldn't get the ball to Amari Cooper.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Derek Carr is going to need to get him the ball early and often. Otherwise, we get to week five and Antonio Brown's not getting the touches he wants. He will quit. Think about that. He will quit on the team. Think about one of
0: the most precise route runners there is and Derek Carr couldn't figure out a way to get him the ball. All right, if the Cowboys really are in go-for-it mode, Uh they make a ton of deals with the Raiders. Stop. What were they? Stop. Stop. (laughs) Stop. All right, which brings us to...
4: Sir! Number
0: six. Top eight things looking forward to seeing in week one of the NFL. How about number six, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury making their debuts? That might be in my top three, boys. I'm really, really excited to see this. I want to see how inventive Cliff can be to not get Kyler killed. I bet Kyler never has the ball for more than two and a half to three seconds.
2: It'll be happening live as Cowboys and Giants are, are happening live here on the fan. That's when Arizona hosts the Lions, but
0: oh, it's an afternoon I'll game. be
2: damned if I don't have a little red zone channel action on a side screen ready to go because I want to see how that pans out. Yep.
0: I think of, of the non-Cowboy things that I care about watching, I think I, I don't want to miss a Kyler Murray play. No, I don't want to miss a Baker Mayfield no. play. And I wonder if it'll be the same way when Jalen Hurts comes into the league. Will I be the same way? No. Uh, I don't think Jalen's Less Lesser kind of so guy, with yeah. him. Yeah. I think Jalen's like a future fourth-round pick. I'm interested hey. to see how uh, Kyler treats the whole clap thing. Yes, know? I am too. What I do mean that, you mean? Just because uh, – The penalties that were yeah. called in the preseason. Oh, yeah. He was doing it college style and then arguing yeah. with people in press conferences about whether or not it was a big deal. It's dangerous when you get the clap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Tell because you it. can't because – right. Sorry, that hit close to home. Cliff Burst. knows.
4: It's okay. Number
0: five from ForTheWin.com from the USA Today. The eight things we're looking forward to from week one of the NFL. And number five is looking forward to seeing how actually how terrible the Dolphins are going to be.
2: Okay, this is pretty good tank job <laughs> if you're going to do it. It actually is a taint job. Yeah, going all the way in. That's all I have on that. They got, mean, they got rid of
0: two starters, including their best starter for nothing but future picks. How, how are they not playing their young quarterback? Is it they don't want him to get killed? Uh, that's so... It's interesting. The other thing, too, know. is I did watch... It fits magic, And his main reason is because Aikman was calling the game, but I did watch a little bit of Dolphins preseason, and Rosen looked great. But one of the things that Aikman was talking about was he was talking about body language and teammate perception with Rosen in Miami. He was talking about it like it was still an issue. Well, he
2: doesn't have a chance. He got ambushed at UCLA with a bad offensive lineman. Right. He got ambushed in Arizona, and then he was traded for nothing. Yeah. He's got – the first play of that game, I saw you. I watched that whole drive, the first part of him going into the game, and he was slammed into the ground on the first play. He's never had a chance. And Brian Flores is kind of a
0: weird dude trying to get in players' heads and stuff, so it could be that they just, you know what, let's just ice Rosen for a little bit and – See how the thing goes, and there's no sense in putting him out there and him getting destroyed. If uh, if they are tanking, and they're tanking for one of these elite quarterbacks, would you be interested if the DAC negotiations continue to go south to go ahead and trade him for Rosen so you have another option? If it's I, cheap. If he's cheap, yeah, if you can get him for like a fourth. If I can get him for what the Dolphins just got him for. A second? It was a third, wasn't it? Oh, a third? Wow. Yeah, I think, I think I'd be willing to give up a fourth for him, but if the DAC negotiations are going haywire... They're probably going haywire because Dak is not playing well and still trying to get paid like the top, right? Because if Dak is playing great, Cowboy's going to ink him. But if he plays great, if he asked for 40 after the year he just had and he starts playing great, mm-hmm. I mean, that
2: price is going to go up. Yeah, and, yep. the, and the golf deal will get done too. So the market will go up as well. All right, which brings us to... What? Oh, wow. Brett Favre.
0: is jimmy garoppolo still good
2: that's uh, a great question was he Roy. ever good that's a better yeah. question K-T. he was, was really he good. good he was good for how many games didn't he win like Five. 13 games in a row or something then he started hanging out with that
0: big old porn star <laughs> which i think that's a plus yeah if you saw her speaking of the clap what, what i'm sorry what do you mean by that jonathan oh yeah because he claps before the snap yeah
2: yeah so kyle shanahan's the head coach
0: Oh, that's and, a good fact.
2: Well, what's say, what I'm saying is, remember the star was burning bright for Shanahan and John Lynch. Look at this team they've put together. Wow. They got the, the Garoppolo and signed him to a deal. Man, this team is on the rise. They won five straight at the end of the year, and then last year it all fell apart uh-huh. when Jimmy tore his ACL. Show me Jimmy Garoppolo. That, show me a guy who can play eight games first, and then I'll start really Are you also taking saying, the 49ers seriously. Are you
0: also saying show me that Kyle Shanahan can coach? Yeah. Um, I thought it was real interesting when we were doing that. I believe it was the Athletic that had it. They had Kyle Shanahan on the same level of Jason Garrett in terms of guys that should be looking over their shoulder. Two
2: years ago, he was number one.
0: Golden boy. All right, we're talking about the eight things we're most looking forward to seeing in the NFL week one, which brings us to... Number three. Dale Earnhardt. Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. Talked about how Baker Mayfield is going to be can't-miss theater, but, dude, having OBJ as well, that is going to be a fun team to watch. I would like to bump that over the Kyler Murray-Cliff situation. That's way more dynamic and way more interesting. By the way, you guys probably saw because I know y'all were watching college football this weekend. Y'all see that Heisman commercial where Kyler and Baker are riding around in the same car together? No. No. They go and they meet a bunch no. of former <clears> – <throat> shut up, Shippy. <laughs> they meet a bunch of former Heisman dudes. Uh, And they're all wearing their their college jersey. Heisman House commercial. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And Kyler's wearing a full suit. (laughs) They're they're giving him a hard time. But I do like the idea that, uh, you know, those guys are going to kind of be intertwined, and they're both two of the young, most exciting quarterbacks in the NFL. I like that. Good juice. 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 All right. Brings us to... Number two. Tom Effin. Brady is Uh, back for more. He'll uh, be doing yoga on the sidelines. uh, He'll be eating avocado ice cream. uh, Are we lucky to be alive during the time of the
2: GOAT? And uh, can Tom uh, Brady win a Super Bowl at the age of 42? uh, He can. uh, He absolutely can. I don't know if he will, but he can. Uh, New England-Pittsburgh Sunday night is intriguing. It's very intriguing. What are the Steelers even going to look like without Antonio Brown? And con- moving on from Connor, does Big Ben have anything? The aging quarterbacks, right there on Sunday night. I'm looking forward to that. Asian fun. quarterbacks?
0: Aging? Oh. I think these are all valid things that you guys are saying right now. But I also there's a part of me that when someone goes Patriots, I immediately go, "What else is on?" Yeah, me too. Me I'm too. Just like, yeah, hey. I'm, I'm just tired of all that. I am too. To me, I these used...
2: balls are perfect. God, you guys are you guys are not, you're missing out on all this greatness though. I'm drunk. Else. I'm stupid, I'll and I'm a Pats fan. I'll
0: see <laughs> it when the I'll see it when the playoffs get here. I don't, have, I don't have any need to see New England go 6-0 no in their division because everybody in their division sucks. Can I clear up that drop? Only part one and two what are drop? true. There was no drop. You said that live. Which brings us to number one, one, the number one, one thing we're looking forward to watching. Not watching, but yes, watching this weekend when Bengals. the NFL returns for week one. Any guesses? Bengals. Bengals? No. Uh, the number one no. thing is, oh, or is this the Rams year? Hold nope. on. How are the Titans looking? Oh, Pat Mahomes! What's going on in Jacksonville? Kansas City Show oh. the Chicago Bears' kicking game? Yay! The Chicago Bears have yeah. inside their have been inside their All own right. heads over their kicking game ever since Cody Parker's forty-three <laughs> yarder doinked off the goalpost.
5: That, that was a dog.
2: Ooh. Ooh. I did see a report that Eddie Pinheiro was just now getting live uh, action in Soldier Field testing out wind angles and things like that. I'm like, they're already overthinking it. Just put it through the two pipes.
0: All right, coming up next, uh, we are going to get into the Jerry Jones audio. If you missed it this morning, it was awesome. There was a mic drop moment where Jerry <laughs> stared into the soul of Sean Sharif and said, your move, pal. This is awesome radio. You don't want to miss it. It's coming your way next. And anything that breaks on the Zeke Out Freak Out, uh, we will have it right here on 105.3 The Fan."
2: all right uh it's been skin show 105.3 the
0: fan i did just get news from a very high ranking source involved in the zeke negotiations that there's there's still mileage to go jerry it's not quite a done deal just yet Steve. Okay.
2: jerry i'll Will show
0: McClay? you i'll show you there you go Oh. feel pretty good about that source. Jesus Christ.
4: Whoever your source is, I'd love to talk to your source. So, he uh, got the
0: Lord on for that. <laughs> yep, the Lord. And the Lord says, let the Cowboys win on Sunday. The Jerry's often uh, referenced, the man upstairs. Yep, and yep. he is. The mighty Jerry Stones. All right. It's the Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. We are waiting to get confirmation that something is uh, going down with Zeke. Uh, we do know that uh, you know there are people out there saying that they have agreed to terms. I've talked to a source who says they've tentatively agreed to the terms and uh, it's all pending and physical, right, before it can be official. Uh, Pro Football Talk had the numbers at six years, $90 million. Speculative, but it Speculative, is. Speculative, but it is. I do think Joel Corey, we had him on the show the other day, I think he is the best resource out there for this type of stuff uh, because he had a breakdown Of all three of the top contracts for running backs in the NFL, and I thought it was really cool the the way that he broke it down. And you know, they're all they all end up being if they hit their incentives right at fifteen, right around fifteen million per year. Gurley's what, fourteen two or fourteen three, something like that. Like with all the escalators and incentives, he's fifteen. Fifteen. And so even. if okay. he gets up there, uh, and the internet's not really being nice to me right now, I'm waiting to pull that up. But Big jerk, I tweeted this out. There's a there's a graph you can look at to follow along. Guaranteed money, fully guaranteed money, and uh, first three months, first three years money, and all those things. And so uh, the reports are that Zeke wants to be the highest paid in in basically every one of those metrics, and he has a case to fight for that. So. Uh, not officially official just yet, but a Zeke deal certainly feels imminent. If you still have a chance to steal him away from a, a fantasy team in your league, I would definitely try to get, go pick up Zeke. Cause it certainly feels like he'll be there for week one, uh, to some degree, but what would his workload be like, uh, today on Sean and RJ, they asked Jerry, this is cut number 33. What would a workload look like for Zeke? If he returns late in this week,
5: I don't want to get that far ahead of it, but, uh, Uh, i know him to be, uh, uh, just knowing him, uh, but would know him to be in great shape for any type workload. He should be fresh.
0: (laughs) Should be fresh. Well, it's the beginning of the season. Everybody should be fresh. The question is, does it make sense to use Zeke uh, on Sunday afternoon against the Giants the way you used him? However, pick a game last, last year, right? One that he actually played in. So... I would bet that it's not going to be the normal workload. I would bet that it would be, we're going to see not a ton of Pollard, but plenty of Pollard and plenty of Zeke, but it's not going to be most of the time you look out there, Zeke's going to be out there like you did in games last year. There will be a noticeable difference. Yeah, I hope so. There needs to be. They need to lessen the load, and especially they need to lessen the load if he's their property long-term. Like with DeMarco Murray, Hey, I don't think they intended on keeping DeMarco Murray. So they gave him 10 billion carries and he got beat to hell and then he was never the same guy after that. Right. Right, but it's not that wasn't their problem. That was somebody else's problem. They'd be well, uh it would be wise to preserve the Zeke so the Zeke can continue to reward you when when it matters most at the end of the season. Jerry Jones on with Sean and RJ today. Really, really good stuff and they asked him, "Where's cut number 32? Are are you preparing to play the Giants without Zeke?"
5: Well, it's Tuesday, and obviously uh, on Tuesday uh, you better be preparing uh, with the people that you've got available to you for Sunday. And so uh, we're working with the people that we have out here now and the ones that we have that we know are going to be on the field, and that's how we're preparing. Uh, It will be great, will be and would be great if – Uh, uh, before uh, a short period of time passes, that uh, Zeke would be in that group. But we'll see how uh, today goes. We'll see how tomorrow goes. And we'll see how the ensuing hours uh, pan out.
0: Well, I would say this, uh, and KT pointed this out earlier. If you listen to what Jerry's saying there, he's talking about the people that are here today. Well, that does not include the players because it is a day off. And I would be. <laughs> no re- one's there today. Really, I well, I guarantee you, coaches are there. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be really, really surprised if coaches are only doing one singular game plan that does not involve Ezekiel Elliott. I would say that they are doing both. They're preparing one for, uh, with and one without. And then tomorrow, Zeke will be here or won't be here. That's when those words that Jerry just laid out there really come to fruition because those coaches are planning for both ways. I do believe these reports that they've agreed to attentively to a deal. They've agreed to the terms. But I guess until that pen hits the paper, it's not a done deal. But I would guess, if that's true, that everyone in that building knows that Zeke will be there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's changing the game plan. Yeah. I think it's just a formality. I think there will be a press conference tomorrow. I think the Zeke deal gets done. But I still, I I don't think you need Zeke to beat the Giants. Although, if you go back to the last game of, of last year... Without Zeke, you know, we were talking about how great Dak was. It was a one point game. I think he won with Cole Beasley making that freak catch. And it was 35-34,
2: I think. And right? they didn't have a lot of guys playing though. Yeah. Uh on on the defensive side of the ball as well. You think this is how Kellen Moore envisioned his first game as a play caller? <laughs> hey guys, getting ready to give my first game as a play caller in the NFL and I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Do you think that there will be a
0: short leash for him in that if Garrett, who's coaching for his job, and most people seem to think that if he doesn't get this team to the next level, like, say, if he doesn't get them to the NFC Championship game, then he's probably not going to retain his gig. Do you think there will be a short leash if the offense is, is, I don't know, if it sputters, if things are a little bit weird with Kellen Moore, if, if Garrett doesn't feel like the rhythm's there, can he snatch that back and take that over? I think that that would have to be a collective decision, and what I would use on that is I would use the audio we listened to after the famous Atlanta game where the Cowboys got lit up when Tyron wasn't out there Hmm. and Jason is talking to the Joneses and everybody going, that's my fault, we should have been more prepared going in and blah, blah, blah. I think if it's not going the way it's supposed to go during the course of a game, then I think the game plays out the way that they had, had prepared for it. And then if that happens another week, then I think Garrett makes his pitch. But from the times that we've had Steven and Jerry on the show talking about Kellen... The Joneses are the ones that are excited about Kellen, so I don't think they're going to let Garrett throw a wet blanket on it. There's going to have to be considerable, I would say, stumbling for Garrett to really stick his chest out and go, everybody sit down. I've got this. That's my guess. I agree. All
2: right. There's Kevin Turner. Nothing to add there, really. Uh,
0: All right. Let's go on to cut number 34. Uh, This was the best highlight from Jerry Jones being on with Sean and RJ. This was an amazing response from Jerry. To a question Sean asked, and the question is in the cut here. Let's listen to this question and response this exchange between Sean and Jerry.
4: Jerry, I want to read you like a fan sentiment that's a common theme. You've heard it driving around listening to the station. Uh, we can't mess around with the opening of this schedule. We got a championship roster, uh, and our window is right now, so let's stop haggling over a few million dollars and get our best player back in here so we don't mess up home field advantage or a 3-0 or 2-1 and start to the season. That's a common fan thought. What's your response to that?
5: I ain't messing around. That's it.
2: Okay. <laughs> 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 okay, it's so good. My favorite part is RJ though. The grunt, RJ okay. checking grunt. out his words, and and, I, and no doubt looking at Sean like, "Are you gonna ask the next question?
0: I don't- <laughs> is he is he or is he going? Hmm. Is he going? Hmm. Okay. Is he just, is he is it a? Hmm. They, I think okay. I I need to give a little bit of context because I was here and I looked through the window. And I looked I did see Sean make eye contact with RJ, like, what the hell is happening right now?
2: Oh no, they <laughs> they were they referred to it as hot potato. Uh, and choppy to kill the silence is about to pop on, but he didn't really have anything. And then after I think Sean goes, Take it <laughs> uh, or help me chop or take it chop. He says something like that. It
0: is real difficult when you have a moment like that and the next question is a one eighty to something else. So how healthy is Zach? Like, you can't really, after a moment like that, right. it's you can't just suddenly yank the wheel and go, hey, let's talk about the offensive line health. Let's hear that again, Shippy. One of the great all-time moments on 105.3 The Fan.
4: Jerry, I want to read you like a fan sentiment. That's a common theme. You've heard it driving around listening to the station Uh, We can't mess around with the opening of this schedule. We got a championship roster, uh, and our window is right now, so let's stop haggling over a few million dollars and get our best player back in here so we don't mess up home field advantage or a 3-0 or 2-1 start to the season. That's a common fan thought. What's your response to that?
5: I ain't messing around. That's it.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: good. That choppy sound is starting. Oh. It's it's the haggy sound,
0: man. Jerry, wait. Are, are you messing around or are you not messing around? I ain't
5: messing around. Okay, I thought that's what you said. So okay, okay, that's, that's it, everything, guys. On. Okay. Uh, Keep really it
0: simple. Really, really great stuff. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> really great stuff with Jerry and Sean and RJ uh, today. Coming up next. We'll briefly step away from Dallas Cowboys football. We are the home of Cowboys football, but we're also the home of Texas Rangers baseball. Uh, We'll get back into the Lyle Collins signing. We'll have audio from Jerry Jones, and we'll give you the latest on tracking Zeke's whereabouts with our Santa tracker. But coming up next, John Daniels joins us for his weekly visit right here on The Fan.